going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast and Radio Show. Coming to you hot on this, what day is it? Saturday. Saturday. Afternoon. I'm here in Malibu, California. There are definitely worse places to be. And my guest today is the first actual guest we've had on the podcast. BJ Gador of thedailybj.com and also uh, thegardenofgains.com, which he is rolling. If you guys don't know BJ, uh, you should follow him on Instagram, obviously, everywhere else you can find him. He used to rock with men's health for a long time. He's been in fitness uh, even longer than me, so we're both uh, old as shit. I could list off all his accolades and accomplishments, but um, we'll get into that a little bit more in detail uh, before we kick off anything you'd like to share, BJ, as we roll. You forgot to mention I was a former sex worker. Uh, yeah, yes, former, <laughs> <laughs> we try to keep this uh, at least PC enough, but, uh, yeah, uh, honestly, you guys, uh, BJ has helped me a ton, uh, in fitness in the industry. And I've told this to him before many times, there would not be a Jeremy Scott fitness, at least as we know it without him doing what he's done, uh, throughout the course of fitness from things from workout muse to stream fit, even, uh, interval man, uh, as well, which most <laughs> of you guys are probably too young to know and understand, which is actually a costume that he had Taylor created for himself that he would wear around and run around the streets of Milwaukee, I believe, correct? Yeah, man. What's funny about that, too, is that was the costume. So here's the thing. If you're listening to and you're you're getting started and you don't know, like, we all think there's things that we can do that are going to be our big break or open up the big door. And the thing is, you never know what it is that you're doing now or have done in the past that will open doors. And so uh, I I, had this character I created to help build out this company and uh, get the word out there and uh, I paid like a thousand dollars to get it custom made <laughs> and uh, let me just put it this way Interval Man did not take my company to the next level but what it did do is it caught the attention of a guy who at the time was the main contributor to men's health a man named David Jack uh, a good friend of Jeremy Scott's as well I'm sure he's spoken about him before and he was the guy who connected me with men's health and men's health has unlocked for me a real career in fitness that uh, I could never have dreamed of so Interval Man did end up opening that door so you never know what you're doing how stupid it might be uh, how big of a failure it may have been that it ends up being uh, a launching pad for some really cool shit down the road so you guys uh the takeaway if nothing else just make sure if you don't follow bg on instagram i would say do it he puts out more quality shit than anybody else and it's real stuff you guys can take actionable steps uh within seconds that you can take with you and improve your fitness at a level that you're not currently at so with that said, I'm going to try to keep this quick today since we are at his new home here in Malibu, which is amazing, by the way. To move from me being from Minneapolis myself and him from Milwaukee to this, he truly is living the dream here. I'm sitting in the Garden of Gains right now, which is basically his outdoor space here. And he has basically every fitness tool and piece of equipment. And we're going to squeeze a workout in after this. So I'm going to run him through our quick 21 question series here. Some of these fitness related, some of them have nothing to do with fitness whatsoever. Um, but it's my podcast, so I don't give a shit. And uh, I think you guys will uh, will appreciate it nonetheless. So uh, real quick, first question number one. Uh, we'll go with the worst workout you have ever done, or at least the worst one you can think of in recent memory. It was the last time I did uh, heavy barbell back squats. I did 315 for five sets of 10 and then on the last one I, I just did a plus set and did up to 15 and uh it was just like i, I during it I, I was like i was constantly talking to myself like why the fuck am i doing this and then how i felt the next week and i was like you know what this is just stupid there's so many other ways to build muscle and, and strength and without making me feel like a piece of shit for the next week and uh that was it. That was the last time I, I back squatted. But it was the most miserable experience to, to the point where, like, a set of 10, you're doing a rep at a time. And then you get to 10, and you've got to find a way to do five more. And uh, 
under load 10 rep sets of, of, of squatting is the worst possible thing you can do to your body. Uh, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, uh, anally. <laughs> give it that way. So if you go 315 for a set of 10, what is like the rest in between sets typically? I kept the rest a strict two minutes. That's rough, bro. Brutal. That's really rough, actually. And that was it. When I did this the other day, I said one of the worst ones is a half your body weight goblet squat, EMOM. 10 reps every minute on the minute for 30 minutes, which is pretty bad, too. That was also uh, that the last 10 rounds of that total redlining. like uh, Blackout mode. To, I mean, and it, unique in the sense that it be, what it really does become is uh, metabolic. Um, whereas with the squat, it's like... It's just like total body survival with, with the, that EMOM setup. Really what it is is like, can you breathe through the reps without passing out really is what it becomes. So uh, that that's equally brutal but more in a metabolic conditioning standpoint. The heavy squatting is just like, like am I, am I going to make this? You know, like am I going to be okay? I think the last time I did, we did like 225, uh, 10 sets of 10. Similar concept where it was like towards like – I think actually we forgot what set we were around. That's why we kept going. But I'm like, by the time we got to like seven or eight, I'm like, yeah, this sucks shit. And so I don't back squat nearly as much as I did probably even five years ago, for sure. You, you, you find better ways, man. You, you, you've seen and you've even seen the gains. Even with body weight, if you know how to use it and use the right tempo and manipulate the, the other variables beyond just load, uh, you, there are so many ways to get pain-free gains and, and longevity being being uh, both of us elder millennials at this point uh, yes. is, is pretty critical too. All right, so we'll roll to question two. Uh, if we finish this podcast and you stepped out in your front driveway and found a lottery ticket and you end up winning 50 million bucks, what would you do with it? Man, there's still some more things I want to get for the backyard gym. Um, <laughs> though I do like getting them for free uh, at this point in my career. That, that is, that's a beautiful question, man. I, I think uh, I would immediately try to take care of all of my immediate family in whatever way I could in terms of you know, house, car, that type of stuff definitely would put away a good amount to build some wealth through investments and then uh most likely some charitable work in, in the spaces of health and fitness since i'm very passionate about it and uh you know I, i've seen what it's done for my life if i can help unlock that for others that would be great too and then you know probably some some cool ass trips i get a lot of jordans um, i like that i just got a couple the other day but i mean uh, they, they were <laughs> they are still for me <laughs> price limiting so uh that would be great to be able to go on a jordan spree i like that you said uh, give to charity because I think my answer was buy a house in Hawaii. So there's that. You guys, you well, can I see. Would, where, I would still want to do that. You can uh, see where my well. brain. You can see I mentioned no charity work whatsoever when I said <laughs> mine. So you can see where my brain. Well, I also at. said that because I know you have to. Yes, that is. <laughs> oh, God, a common mistake I made. I got it for next time. Uh, number three, uh, what is the greatest album of all time? Oh my goodness! It can so, be anything, hip hop, rock and roll, whatever your jam is. I'm a '90s R&B hip hop guy. Uh, at the true core of me, uh, equally loved Tupac and Biggie, um, but I really liked R&B. So if I had to go, there's some really good uh, Joe to see albums. It's hard. It's really hard for me to pick one. I, you know what I'll say? The first, my first true album was uh, that I was given as a gift as a CD was uh, "Bad" by Michael Jackson, That's and legit. I was a huge MJ fan. And I mean, like every song is a hit. I actually, one of this question I actually went with Tupac, the Always on Me double disc. Oh wow! Because it is two discs. It's, 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 it's two albums. And yeah. basically straight through. But I said if I was stranded on a desert island and it could only have one album, which is a different question, I said R. Kelly TP two dot com. Oh wow! Because I wish Fiesta, Greatest Sex. You know, there's a few. Yeah, I mean uh, he. he uh, th- there's a prolific. But that MJ one is good too. 
I mean, you, you, Thriller is supposed to be the best one in terms of like every one was legitimately a top forty hit on the, on the on the whole, al- whole album. But you know, it's also I look at what what can I always when I do like ever whenever I do a group workout or an event, what music can I always play that people always love? That's safe. That doesn't have any cursing. No, you know, no matter what. And, and MJ actually is one of the few that actually fits four workouts that's safe that everybody loves probably not wonder why i call you bitch by tupac yes no, that that would not go at the uh, the weston event <laughs> <laughs> all right we'll go number four uh in and out burger or five guys all right so the in and out burger i think is more delicious it has more taste to it there's also the ability to go with customizations like uh animal style which is like their special sauce with onions and you can uh you can stack the burgers as high as you want um the Five Guys burgers are thicker and arguably will probably be quali- more quality meat. Uh, the fries are, are better at Five Guys. I would give the burgers an edge at In-N-Out, but also it's half the price. Yes, like, I, I, mean, I said it the other day. I went to I went to Five Guys and it was 28 bucks. Oh, it's crazy. When I, I mean, left. Yeah, I mean, you do get a lot of free topping options, but with Five Guys, um, like, again, even with the fries at In-N-Out, you can add, like, animal style to them. You can make them extra crispy. So there is a level of customization and, like, the secret menu, I think, that gives them a slight edge. If I'm going straight fries. The thick-cut nature, the thick-cut Idaho fries are kind of untouchable at Five Guys. But uh, I, I, I would probably give the burgers at In-N-Out the edge just because of the, the taste and the flavor. Agreed. I said the same thing, actually. Really? Yeah. Uh, just because, like, I'll go, like, even their protein style, like, if you get them, like, sometimes I'll go without the spread. Like, if I'm trying to, like, not be a complete fat ass i'll go get myself i'll do a protein style but just onions just pickles no spread so just the yeah. double and they're amazing they are by themselves i do like five guys and the fries are better at five guys but if i had to pick i would say in and out and it's half the price honestly it, it is literally half, is that's huge which yeah, we're frugal midwesterners it does matter to us uh let's go number five what were you like in high school so i was shredded i know that yeah definitely not shredded i mean <laughs> so i was a fat kid and I was also, I went to a school on financial aid and scholarship my entire life growing up. So I, I was with kids that were in different social circles, like the richest kids in the area are who I went to school with. They all drove Beamers, Mercedes. Uh, their parents were the wealthiest of the wealthiest, accountants, lawyers, doctors. My mom was a cleaning lady. My dad was a cable guy. So I did not have a lot of friends growing up. Uh, did not have particularly uh, girlfriends. I had no girlfriends. My first girlfriend was my wife in college. So uh, I was definitely not uh, living the dream, so to speak, and not a savage. Played by myself say. a lot, um, both with toys and, <laughs> and other objects that might be attached to my body. Um, so uh, let me just put it this way: I, I've come a long way, and uh, if anything, like I, I am, I think now approaching the prime of my life, where a lot of people that I, that I admired or wanted to be in high school had seen their prime by the time they graduated. So I guess you have to pick. I, my answer was basically I'm not such an asshole anymore. That's kind of what was my... You were my, more of an asshole? I would say, yeah, way Really? More. I just didn't have any gratitude, like most people. I was a typical high school athlete. You know, you're kind of just a dick. Uh, and I'm not anymore as much, anyways. At least not publicly. And I guess if I had to say it quickly, I guess I was kind of a loser. And now people <laughs> probably think I'm less of a loser. <laughs> <laughs> and shredded. I try to be. That helps too. <laughs> uh, let's go number six. Uh, all-time favorite TV series. Oh, shit. Okay, so uh, I grew up in the TGIF era. Where, like, it was Pizza Night, so Family Matters, like, the works. Uh, Saved by the Bell was fucking huge growing up. Yes. I mean, like, I, I think we all were raised on, the, on those types of shows. 
if I've got to pick a single TV show, like this, it has to be the best or just like the most memorable, like your favorite. So like I went with the office just because really? okay. I've watched it the most and I fall asleep to it the most. Like I could have went with like Dexter, Breaking Bad, Sons of Anarchy, like a million, even Saved by the Bell I mentioned, but I'm like, I have to say the office cause I watch it almost every fucking day. Cause really? it's like, cause I, well, here's the thing. Cause I want to fall asleep to something. And if I watch something new, I can't, okay. my brain will stand. I'll be up till four in the morning. Those have to go to work. So I'm like, if I've seen it already, I tend to be able to fall asleep to it easier. And it's just like, it's the funniest show I think ever created. Okay. If you've ever seen it. I've never, I've actually never gotten into the office. It's weird. Cause like, I remember like when it first came out, I'm like, ah, oh, this is so stupid. Why would I watch it? It's terrible. But now what I, it's like, it's the greatest thing ever. I mean, it's, it's iconic. Everybody says it's, it it's it. grown on me over, over the years. If I had to pick, I guess I'll say Oz because Oz is, what more would you want oh, than prison rape? Oz is, <laughs> if you guys have never seen Oz, it'll, well, it's kind of like the wire. Like, if you've never watched The Wire. Oz was the show that launched all of the stuff. Sopranos, The Wire. It was really the first, HBO's first kind of dive, deep dive into creating, like, TV that you couldn't see anywhere else because they weren't beholden to sponsors or advertising. And they could could really get, like, crazy characters. So many amazing actors had their start in Oz that ended up doing all the shows that you love and see today. But if you, um, watch, if you watch it, it'll fuck you up. No, it, no, it, like, yeah. seriously, legitimately, you'll get night terrors. Yeah, that's bad. Schillinger. <laughs> I mean, Saeed. I mean... That's my greatest fear. Out of BC! Like, going to prison is my greatest fear. Yeah, it like, should be. By far. I think Oz teaches you that. That's gnarly. Uh, number seven. Worst job you've ever had? Oh, my God. I would say uh, boot camp instructor. <laughs> <laughs> nice. No, actually, no. Well, welcome to every day. <laughs> no, no. In-home personal training. Uh, I mean, technically, because it's my it's my business and my career. But the thing about in home personal training is, uh, it's very hard to not do it without being a total fucking servant. Um, I, I and this is also I did I used to work security at concerts, parties. I, I did landscaping, uh, custodial stuff in high school. Um, my first gym job, I actually cleaned toilets and cleaned the cardio machines, and worked the front desk. And I would still say going into someone's house and leaving only doing four sets because they just wanted to fucking talk about how shitty their life and marriage was uh was was by and even getting paid a thousand a month to do it was the worst fucking thing i'll ever i've ever done and maybe we'll ever do Uh, except going to prison in oz yes that is substantially worse (laughs) uh we're mad here number eight uh what inspires you to live this you know fitness life i guess to be healthy and to do it day in and day out so when i was on the cover of men's health in january of 2017 they put picture of me when i was 17 kind of at my worst like 275 oh, yeah. like at a computer oh yeah that's, bad. that's a bad like, there was a, it was a gateway computer by the way yeah with a fucking mouse pad respect <laughs> a lot of oregon trail going oh, on. oh yeah i mean like so they had they had me like which at the time I was 34 and really good shape and then 17 and 17 years had passed since those two photos and it was supposed to be like a time to celebrate how awesome like this achievement was that I finally made a cover of a magazine. This fat piece of shit from Milwaukee, Wisconsin is now on the cover of like the world's largest men's magazine. But all I could do is look at the photo of that fucking guy at 17 who was 275, triple XL shirt, 44 size pants. Um, girls used to fucking vomit when they would see me. They wouldn't fucking put me out. If I was on fire, they wouldn't piss on me to put out the fire. And... Uh, and like, what would have happened if that guy had not made the changes he made? He didn't start eating well and exercising the right way and doing it with a consistency that is just like, which really is my superpower if I have anything to offer is just the consistency of what I do since I was 14. Um, I, I got sick to my stomach. Like, what if I hadn't made those changes? So for me, fitness, 
Had I not made those changes, I would not have been able to be as good as I was my senior year in football to play college at the next level and go to what was the best liberal arts school in the country where I met my wife at, who has been my business partner and best friend my entire life since. So basically, had I not made those changes, um, I don't know where I'd be today. I may be one of those guys that is like clapping in his basement to fucking burn <laughs> off 100 of 800 pounds of fat on my body. Um, so I know what fitness can do in terms of unlocking every other aspect of your life and setting the tone each and every day to pursue things with passion and vigor. And uh, so to me, to share that and, and allow people to just experience it and see what it can do for their lives really is what uh, fitness means the most to me. It's always been a tool when I've been at my worst to, to use it as a vehicle to battle out of it and, and take the next step in my life. Which brings me to the next question would be, what would be the biggest fitness mistake you made when starting out? Uh, I would say either uh, it can be training, eating wise, anything in between, anything like that. The biggest thing was I was doing the bigger, faster, stronger program, which meant every fucking time you trained, you had to get at least another rep or at least five pounds in the bar. So that means that technique, your joints, your body, they don't mean anything. And obviously you can get away with it for a long period of time. But by the time I was 22, I already had four knee surgeries, a lot of injuries under my belt. Pretty much every area of my body had, had an injury at that point. And I haven't had any since that time because I've, I've really, over the last 15, 16 years, just gotten so smart and risk averse about what I do. But at the same time, there was a level of damage to my body early on because load was the only thing I cared about. Moving the weight at whatever expense and usually was at my own expense. So that's the biggest thing. And then not focusing on really the, the key body weight stuff to, to get a foundation with that and uh, not letting, getting rid of any emotional attachment to those three big lifts that really for most people do nothing except sidetrack them, injure them, and uh, you know get them focusing on the least important stuff when it comes to general fitness. And I would say like most dudes, probably 90, 94%, probably fall into the ego category. How much can I squat? How much can I bench? How much can I deadlift? And at the end of the day, who really gives a shit? Nobody gives a shit. Because what does that mean? We're all, you know, I was, I use Mike, like Silent Mike as an example. Yep. Like I'm super strong when, until I deadlift next to Mike. Yep. And all of a sudden I'm picking up, let's say 500 pounds three times. And then all of a sudden he's like, well, what's next? I'm like, well, that's fucking it for me, bro. Like I'm out. And so it's like, it's all relative. You guys, we always say like some of that stuff, load wise, diminishing returns essentially. Yep. And, and by the way, a 135-pound deadlift and a 495-pound deadlift from the side look the same on Instagram. Yes. So <clears throat> We can't tell. Yeah, yeah, you can't tell. And especially if you have bumper plates, you guys, that's the key. That's really the fucking genius. Bumper plates or balloons. <laughs> you can't tell if it's 10 pounds or 45 pounds. <laughs> Those damn CrossFit weights is good. God. All right, next on my list. Number 10, uh, greatest hip-hop artist of all time. I now live in California, so there's really only one answer to that, is there? Um, uh, oh, my goodness. I think... Uh, I mean, it's just your own personal opinion. My own personal opinion. I mean, I think uh, lyricists, like, in terms of just uh, putting the words together and then just having such a fucking voice uh, that's so unique, I'd say Biggie, but then Tupac obviously had... There was more of a prose and um, a social consciousness to what he was doing. It, it's always between those two again because you grew up in the 90s like it is what it is we're just after the nwa you know like uh so for, for us it's always going to be those two guys um there, there's been some really good ones since but i don't know, i think it, it's also when you when you die <laughs> like, yes there's just something to be said for that so i went with tupac personally 
I, I think I don't think you're wrong in that. I just think. Uh, but Biggie's. I mean, it's like the, to me, it's always like that's the one too. I was more into Tupac growing up, but then I've listened, having listened to all of it now again with, with the perspective of it. Just I, I think just the way Biggie could. Um, there, there was something special about the amount of weight he had in his body and what it did to his voice. He's a freak, dude. It was. It was amazing. Number eleven, top three supplements you would recommend to somebody to take if you had to. Viagra is obviously the most important. Um, Clearly, Valtrex too. Val- <laughs> I, I would say Athletic Greens is my my number one because uh, of the number of you know it really is a nutritional insurance policy. You and I both sell it and push it, but um, it, I tell people this: it is expensive as shit. Totally. Expensive. I go, however, for what you get, for what you pay, you can't. There's no way you could part it out on your own and replace it for what you're getting no. every day. And the taste is great, and it just it rounding out the nutritional base is, is, is really key. Um, I do I like to supplement with a little bit of whether it be essential amino acids or I'm fine with whey. Uh, I know a lot of people aren't, and I do like some uh, some plant protein options like Koya, which are really good. Uh, so some sort of supplemental protein just to get in between meals or if I'm I'm, I'm kind of on the run. Uh, and then third thing, uh, sometimes I, I like to creatine can find its way in the mix for sure. I would say creatine and caffeine really are, if we're not, the only things I look at really are right, protein, produce, and water. That's diet in three words. Yep. So um, protein supplementation, produce, fruits, vegetables, that's where athletic greens kind of comes in. And then um, the other stuff, like the only things we really know that are truly effective that have some long-term research behind them are creatine and caffeine in terms of like true performance enhancers. There's things like beta-alanine and other things out there, but they're just, they haven't been out long enough really for us to even fully know the true benefits so i just assumed like caffeine was like just a normal thing like water but that's how addicted i am to it so i'm, yeah, sorry. I mean, I'm sorry i didn't mention that you guys to you i guess caffeine would be a supplement i would it recommend works. i mean a hunger suppressant and an and a energizer that you won't find a better option without coffee yeah i'd be completely screwed seriously every single day number where am i at 12 advice you would give to your 18 year old self today do not let negative sideburns happen ever <laughs> <laughs> I, I had them like halfway on my head at one point. That's bad. It's a bad look. And when you're fat, because they look even worse when you have like big fat fucking cheeks because the, <laughs> the comparison. <laughs> it's a good. I would say negative sideburns. That was a real tough time. That's a good actually. That's a good piece of advice. I appreciate it. <laughs> Anybody out there listening, you don't have to be 18 or younger to adhere to that. Any age. Negative sideburns <laughs> are a no-go. Just don't let it happen. Number 13. Best exercise people should be doing but aren't. I, you and I lose perspective in this sometimes because, like, it, the basics for us uh, are obvious, but the basics for most people are not because they're constantly being confused by other people about this is the best, this is the best. If I had to pick one movement that has the ability to impact your body the most uh, in a safe way that helps you with daily movement and athletic activities, knowing that people sit a lot, I'd have to give the Bulgarian split squat the edge because. Obviously, most of your leg, your mass is in your lower body. Most people don't train their legs a lot, and most people don't have a lot of mobility through their hips and quad uh, area. And uh, I, I think you will find no better exercise that can safely build muscle where it matters the most for the journey of your life than that movement safely with limit, limited stress in the spine, knees, back. Um, if I had to pick one, that's and that's that's by the way without picking like a combination exercise, right? I could say. A squat to press, or you know, because I went mobility, and again, that's broad as shit. But oh, I'm like, so you, if you mean category, yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, so if you, if I had to go one thing, it'd be walking. Yeah, walking we have to fucking do forever. 
the moment you stop being able to walk without assistance, you're, life gets really fucking bad. You're done. So that's number one. And then the mobility is what mobility is. Well, basically, if you're going like body weight Bulgarian split squats, or split, that is a mobility drill. It is essentially yeah. to me. It's all I think of it. Yeah, it's built in. You're right. So like that's also parting. Uh, that's like exercise selection solves 99.9% of all the problems in fitness. Almost all of it. Because if you choose the right exercise, you can actually get, and you do them and program in the right way, you can get strength, conditioning, mobility, cardiovascular. You can get it all into one. So um, if you pick unsafe movements and uh, take a toll on your body, you know, that's a big thing too. But I, I think people overlook, if you ate well and you walked 30 to 60 minutes every single day for the rest of your life, uh, unless your genetics are terrible, you're going to probably look relatively fit. At least you won't be sloppy. And life will probably be pretty good. In fact, you could argue because they don't do a lot of high-intensity stuff, they might just be more chill vibe anyway. And you'd be better off than most people. For I think, sure. Hands down. And I want to say this to you guys. If you're going, and this is just to my dudes out there, women are typically better because dudes are stupid. We're just dumb. We are. So you guys, if you're training and you're week by week, heavy, you know, back squatting, heavy loading, all this shit, and you can't do walking lunges for like 10 minutes in a row, maybe take a step back and do something simple like that. I know it sounds very basic, but I can't tell you how many dudes we come in who can actually squat under load like a decent amount, but they can't do walking lunges for more than five minutes because they're completely fucking smoked. It's the little shit like that, you guys, that goes a lot further than a lot of the things that you're currently doing. Just like I knew when I was at a Mary J. Blige concert in Milwaukee, uh, she's one of my favorites, by the way, and uh, in the middle of the concert, I left to eat a meal of chicken and broccoli in our trunk that I had an issue with food. I also knew I had an issue with exercise when I would do a crazy squat workout and then instead of taking the stairs, I'd take an elevator so I could recover and get ready for the next squat workout. Right, so this is where like your, your fitness is displacing your life. It dies in the gym too. Exactly. It's just not a good look. No. Uh, where's next on my list? If, I already, I already know how you're going to answer this. I prefaced it the last time when I did this podcast before I even came here. If fitness doesn't work out, what's your backup plan? Well, obviously the I, sex working, <laughs> the sex work is, you know, I, I still feel like I can make that work at some point. As, as there's, a mar- there's a market there's for a it. There's a market for it, especially with these hamstrings. Craigslist, um, back pages. Yes. <laughs> no, I'll tell you what, what's funny is, uh, and you know Chad Waterbury, right? Yeah. He, he and I both, the same dude, by the way, has, has offered to pay us in the range of four to $8,000 if he, if we film a video of someone standing on us, I had a guy. So the other day he goes, I'll give you, guy? he goes, well, I'll show you my Instagram after this. He goes, I'll give you 4k. And I didn't reply back. And then he goes, I'll give you 10k to stand on me or something strange. I'm What's like, what is standing? I don't even know what that means. Like, so like he lays on his back or something, or he lays on his stomach and you stand on his back. Like it's a weird, I don't know why someone would want to do that, but I, I saw the same thing too, which is strange. I mean, yeah, it can really, uh, mess you up. You know, the, the interesting thing too is. So if I'm passionate about something, I can sell anything. So it could have been anything that like that, which is which could have gotten dangerous for me, right? Because I could have been one of those guys that like a snake oil salesman. Yeah. Because I, I can get energized and I can get a whole room to stand up and want to buy something. Like ShamWow. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That, that could be dangerous, right? Because it yes. could be one of those total pieces of shit that's just doing it for the money. Um, I, I Like you, I don't think you and I have a proper existence without fitness because we would have been miserable. So um, I'm not really good at anything else. So yeah, this this I, I said like this is all my eggs in one basket. It was either this or the fucking real world. That was pretty much yeah. my two options. I mean, I could have done branding or marketing, but what all the Achilles heel for me always would have been like most of those stuff would be in a corporate setting where I'd have to see the same people day in day out, and at some point, I was gonna hate those people. And usually it takes a week. 
So, you know, like, yes. my, my two-year experiment working at Men's Health was a validation that uh, whatever I would have done outside of fitness it would have to have been entirely on my own. And I, I could have found something else like that for sure. Um, but it definitely could not have involved working with other people on a regular basis. I figured you'd either go with a sex worker or Tragic Mike, which is like your oh, alter, your alter strip, is my alter stripper ego. ego. Yeah. yeah. So I knew it was going to be somewhere in there. I was going to say it on the first one, but I didn't want to steal your answer. It, it's it's probably a, a unique blend, or maybe. But again, like, if you're if you're a sex worker and a stripper, those are kind of like they merge basically where together. Make, where you make your money is in the champagne room. Yeah. So I mean, that's it's kind of like your feo <laughs> is the stripping. That's yes. your front end offer, yeah. and then you close them on the back end. Exactly. I dig that. <laughs> Number and then, and then all the apparel associated with. There's a lot of well, you can sell condoms, lube. There's a lot of things yes. that affiliate with this podcast has gotten highly inappropriate. DJ quickly. butter. That would have been the best. <laughs> Instead of body butter. Yep. I do say it a lot and people get creeped out by it. But it is true. It's what it we is. do. Uh, number 15, sir. Uh, best <laughs> vacation spot you've ever visited? I would say to date, uh, we did this like 10-day excursion in Costa Rica where we had like 18 hotels we could stay at. And we, we rented an, um, a 4 by 4 and just drove across the entire country. I had some of the – I had the best steak of my life and the best coffee of my life. Two things I love a lot, beef and coffee. That's right. And, and Costa Rica, the steak was – Dude, the steak was about eight inches high, and you put the knife on, the knife just fell right through the steak. That's dope. I had never had coffee before in my life. Up until that, I was like 26, and I had coffee for the first time, and I've, I've been You're hooked into coffee since. And uh, just the microclimates you can get, like you go from rainforest to desert to just like greenery. It was, it was the most unique uh, climate I'd ever been at the time, and uh, the food, that, that, that sticks in my mind is like the most memorable trip me and my wife have had. That's on our list too. We have never been there, and oh, I've heard it's, it's a, I've heard it's awesome. It's too. amazing. Make sure to do that where you can like you can go all over the country, a new stop every day, hot springs one day. Like it's just, it's definitely a bucket list thing. I think anybody can should do if they can. That's dope. Number sixteen, all time favorite superhero. Oh my! So I almost put wrestlers into the superhero because like they were real life superheroes true right um, i grew up on them so i i was obviously hogan and the ultimate warrior i was big lex luger uh if i had to pick one of the the true superheroes in comics i would give marvel the edge over dc and within marvel um to me there's something special about the hulk true right like because you know it's just a normal dude that like if you push him over the limit literally can just destroy everything and I, I feel that way a lot so i feel I have, I have hulkish tendencies especially when i drink athletic greens which i call <laughs> hulk juice um so I, I think hulk is just there's something really amazing to me about um someone who can get to that level of rage i pr- appreciate that you know what i mean yes i went with batman actually ba- i mean ba- batman is because he actually has no fucking superpowers whatsoever he's just rich but he's like the ultimate athlete though he's he just like trained to be a badass he's rich and resourceful yes and he's i mean I just think as a kid, I'd watch him like, this dude is like super fit, super rich, and he just hooks up with chicks. Basically, it was like my life stream. Which, which was your favorite Batman? Michael Keenan? Um, that was the original. That's the only movie I've ever went to with my old man my whole life. Really? Like, so yeah, I remember it. It was like 1989, 1990. I'm like fucking six or seven or something. But that was the original. But I, I've had a man crush on Christian Bale forever. Even like pre like American Psycho. Obviously, that completely did it. Yeah. So like oh, the, Dark, the Dark Knight series, I think, are the best ones personally yeah i mean so christian bale is um it, it, christian bale is the best overall package there but I, I would say a close second is michael keaton because he is just so classically trained 
But they both, both him and Christian Bale have the ability to have just a sense of humor in very serious situations because they're so good at what they do. Both dope. Um, so it's a tough call, but obviously Christian Bale was like, he's got it all. Like the look, the, I mean. Tr- he is Bruce Wayne. True shred. He can go from uh, anorexic 110 to 225 stacked. Which is gnarly. In months. Uh, so he's the OG, I think, of, of the transformation game. If you actually he, pinpoint it. It's a, well, because you go from like machinist where he's nothing. Yes, he was eating an apple a day. Which is, I mean, he looked the worst, bro. And then Bat- Batman, he's jacked, and then like, but American Psycho, he's like totally shredded. Yep, it's amazing, dude. And to be able to act too on top of that, like oh. that's it's hard enough to just to be ripped and just be stupid as shit. Absolutely. Let alone like be super talented and be shredded as it's, well. He's, he's next level. He's one of the greats. Number seventeen, pickup game, first pick, LeBron or Jordan? <sighs> Man, what t- are we talking? Full court, half court. Two, threes, twos. What, 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 what? Give me, give me the. Let's just say you and your homies are playing five on five. You got ten dudes, and LeBron and MJ are one of the two. Oh man, see, because if I was picking a team, I'd say LeBron. If I was if pickup, because pickup's different. It goes to savagery, right? Because pickup is like the fouls are less. Yep. You can't real. You can call them, but it's sparse. And it's not about your teammates. It's really about who, who has the best dude on the floor. Yeah. Or the, the best scorer on the floor, the, the biggest assassin. So I, I think MJ has to get the pickup game because, again, like, he's going he's gonna to step on your throat. He's a killer, To dude. win. He's a killer. LeBron is the ultimate. He, the LeBron is the most complete basketball player that there's ever been. If you're going to start a team, he'd be the only one you would ever want to pick. Um, and there's many that are, are probably close seconds, but he's, in terms of complete player that size that frame the longevity it's impressive but uh i think everybody would say you know mj kobe if, if you if someone has to die yeah be taken out it's an mj kobe type of conversation 100 agree man number 18 do you ever take a day off from training i do have days one or two days a week where nothing high intensity is going on uh but i can't remember the last day where i haven't at least done some mobility work and walked my dogs so at the foundation of what I do is there's going to be at least 30 to 60 minutes of daily movements and some Netflix and stretches, I like to say, when I'm watching TV. When I'm, when I'm getting lazy, I at least do something that can open up the hips or the shoulders or uh, there's a baseline activity that's in my DNA at this point. Um, and as I'm finding, too, because uh, I know you know this with your clients, especially I think women tend to be put into this a lot more because they like to do stuff every day. So they end up doing a lot of medium to low intensity stuff at high volume and then never really see a lot of changes because their body is never able to really push with the intensity because you got to build in that recovery piece. Most people would do really well with three to four intensive workouts a week uh, as they build up to it. And then the other days are, you know, more recovery based. And even, and I don't know how you do at this point, but there's, there's one or two days a week where I'm looking to like fucking crush it. Like I'm trying to make a change today. Like this is going to be a tough one. Every other day of the week outside of that is more stimulative and just, you know, not going through the motions, but, um, you know, not killing myself uh, because I, I found that at least once a week, if you want something to change, you've got to push it. You've got to push it past that limit. And if you don't, it's, you're not going to see anything fantastic, but you can't do it every fucking day. Uh, no. I don't care what age you are. I'll do like two days a week. I'll go hard as shit. Usually Wednesdays and Sundays typically because I have the most time. And that I can too, yeah. And I can recover because I don't have to like talk to humans or like yep. do any important shit. And you've if you, got that proper spacing between those two exposures too. Otherwise, you're crushed, dude. And that's the thing for you guys. You can't go hard as shit every single day. And I wouldn't say completely take a day off and punt it. But if nothing else, like you can do mobility every day. You can walk every day. You can do something, work on your weak points, anything at all, just to at least be active one day a week. Absolutely. 
Number 19, favorite cheat meal. Burgers and fries to me are, there's just something special about it, especially now like there's so many cool like adult burger and fry options like where you can add all these sauces and dippings. Uh, that to me that because i've always loved uh beef and potatoes so like to me that's the very midwest yes. yeah exactly there you go um i do like anybody i love pizza and the other stuff but uh burgers and fries are my favorite cheat because i also do i feel the best the day after i can have some pizza sometimes and like feel like the michelin man the next day yes and the guilt takes away the joy so that, that, that's the people that's an overlooked aspect of the cheat meal is is how does it make you feel eater's remorse yes exactly agree Number 20, greatest movie of all time, or your favorite movie, I suppose. Oh, man. Uh, Rocky. I had to say Rocky because... That's a good one, too. I even like fucking Rocky Five, Like, the worst like Rocky. The, like the original Rocky or like three, four? I think... Uh, I always go four. I mean, four is... Four is basically... This was so funny about what we do. Four basically is what we do today. Training montages. Yes. It's no one talks. It's amazing. It's shirtless and it's a lot of cool action photos. Two shredded dudes training hard as shit. Exactly. And, and short shorts yes. also because they were short boxing shorts. Respect. So Rocky Four has basically probably been the most impacting on what we do today. Um, if, but if you look at the true, like, I, I know where you come from, not a lot like myself, both from the Midwest, and no one ever wanted, no one lives in Minneapolis or Milwaukee unless they absolutely have to, right? It's too cold, bro. Especially at the time we did. Like, those cities have come a long way since. Yeah. Um, so the underdog story of Rocky, I think it's it's the most, and it's it's packaged in with a love story with his wife Adrian. So you combine those two like timeless aspects and the way it was kind of flawlessly executed. Some of those scenes were actually improvised, like you can find in the director's cut. Like the scene between him, between Mickey and Rocky, where Mickey finds out Rocky gets the the, the title shot against Apollo, has kind of you know dissed Rocky or dismissed him all the way through, and then like I want to be your manager, and then Rocky like blows up and yells and Mickey leaves and he ends up chasing him down and hugs him at the end. That entire scene was improvised. That's gnarly. And it, and it was it was so passionate and uh, I think in, in terms of impact, like very few movies, the song of that movie can play. People know. And not even, not even a good, it's not a good workout song, but the emotions that you know it, it inspires like and everybody knows it everybody knows it um it's it, it's truly iconic is overused but like rocky is the most iconic movie i think in history that is a tough one to beat hands down and they made so many uh different versions even of the, the movie. even the creed creed was excellent it's amazing yeah and i thought like ah this is probably gonna suck it was dope and now Ivan Drago's son is coming back <laughs> i'll, I'll have creed 2 i'll see that too I, I got i got the advanced screen tickets already going <laughs> last question number 21 if you, one thing I guess you could tell novice trainees or people just starting out in fitness, like if there's like one or two tips, if it's just one, it's one thing that you would tell them as they're beginning their fitness journey, what would it be? To, to possibly enter the career of fitness or to, to make a change? Let's say the average person just looking to make a change in fitness. Like I'm starting out, I want to get fit. Either I'm skinny, I'm trying to be bigger, or I'm overweight, I'm trying to be fit. What's the one thing I should focus on or the, the most important one or two things? If it's not sustainable, it's questionable. So if, if you do P90X and you know you can only do 90-minute workouts for six weeks or 12 weeks or whatever it is, bad plan, stupid plan, okay? Because, yeah, you'll get results, but uh, I know you can walk for 10 minutes a day. I know you can do it. Anybody can do that. So why, why would you start with something you know you can't do for more than X amount of time? Um, that, that includes a diet. Like anybody can keto for 30 days. There's no better way to lose fat. But nobody does keto after 30 days. 
And the ones that do do keto for more than 30 days, they sell keto supplements and keto diet books and have to take something to help with keto flu, right? So th th there's that piece of it. Um, if it's not sustainable, it's questionable. And overlooking all the low-hanging fruit, cutting out liquid calories. When I, when I first made the changes where I went from like 275 to 225, all I did was I stopped drinking regular soda and juice and milk. Huge. And I cut out bread. It's fucking it. Like, that was it. And then I stopped just doing... Uh, bench press and power <laughs> I start I did some conditioning like so I started taking a, a more overall uh, total approach to my to my fitness but um, there's all this low-hanging fruit like just walking as much as you can on a daily basis getting rid of uh, sugar and whatever added sugar in your diet and not being afraid uh, of the sugar that's necessarily in foods like fruit it's just getting all the added shit out of your diet that's not necessary um, typically sugar eating mostly protein and produce, drinking lots of water, uh, and then and starting with just walking and then finding ways to intensify that walk in whatever way that resonates with your personality. If it's Pilates and you can do Pilates forever and you end up not being obese, congratulations, that's great. Surely there are better ways to build fitness through strength and conditioning, but that's also what it becomes too, right? Jay is like, a lot of people don't want to do what we do. They're hard workouts. The wor we, we don't necessarily do the workouts we share on Instagram because a lot of the workouts you and I do that actually change your body. They're basic. They would do terrible on Instagram. They don't, they don't, well, it's like how many times can I film just squatting, deadlifting, overhead pressing, or just like pushing a sled? It's boring as shit for you guys to watch, but it works. That's the key. Some of the stuff that's changed my body the most is two minute sets, slow down, slow up. That's it. It would be my worst Instagram post of the week. Right? Here's me doing walking lunges for 10 exactly. minutes. So I'm willing to do, you and I are willing to do things that are not fun, that are boring and downright torturous to get the result. Many others are not. So you have to find something that's fun. Like if it's a pickup basketball game a couple times a week. I've known, I've known this, this is one dude that really stands out in my mind when I was playing pickup basketball in this league. It was the BBA, by the way, Business Basketball Association. Respect. Uh, a bunch of bitch asses in it too that would call offensive fouls and travels. But anyway. Unacceptable. Um, the, is he about to piss on her? Anyway, um, it doesn't look good. But uh, there's this one this one uh, black dude was like 60 years old, and all he would do would he'd, he'd play the pickup basketball game for an hour a couple times a week, and then he'd do push-ups and pull-ups at home. And he, he looked like he was like 39, 40. He, he could do everything. He still had the pop. And, uh, I mean, to me, like that's what fitness is about. He, he found exactly what made sense for him in his life, uh, the amount of sacrifice or suffering that was worth it for him to – be sustainable with and that's what he ended up making it to be and I'm, I'm sure he you know didn't eat perfectly like we do but it was obviously portioned enough and he had the genetics to go with it so really what it is right it's it's finding what resonates with your personality that you can be sustainable over the long haul and that's different for everyone and not everyone needs to cares about or wants to you know look like you and I or Ken frankly because um, either they started too late or uh, they don't do it for a living. There isn't enough of a hey, get over here. It's just it's too much of an incentive. It's just too much work. Too much work. I, w I wouldn't recommend it. It's also expensive as fuck to maintain this muscle mass. It's uh, a lot of protein. It's your whole life. Uh, so with that, uh, you guys, we'll wrap this up here. We're actually in BJ's backyard. His dogs are living the dream here. But uh, if you guys don't follow again BJ on Instagram, please do. He posts so much quality stuff that you guys can take with you and apply it almost instantly. And again, if you don't follow him on thedailybj.com or thegardenofgains.com, he's always pumping out a ton of quality stuff there as well. If you guys want to hear or see anything else in the podcast, please hit me up. Let me know. If you guys are on iTunes, drop us a five-star, leave a comment. And again, please go follow BJ. I can't tell you enough how much value it will add to your life 
almost instantly. So I thank you, BJ. I appreciate my man. I'm ready to hit a workout and run to the beach here real quick. And until next time, you guys, eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.